This is Infection, the Survival Podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, May the 3rd, 2022, episode 381. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Infection, the Survival Podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. My name is Nick Craig. You can check me out on various social media platforms, including Twitter. You can follow me over there at Nicholas M. Craig. You can check out my daily political antics by visiting my website, nickcraig.com, or downloading the Wilmington's Morning News podcast. If you want to check out more about this show, you can head on over to our website, infectionpodcast.com, where you'll find all of our programs and great information about one of our hosts, Mr. Brian with an I, Aldridge. Hello, Brian. Hope you're doing well. Hello. I am doing well. And uh, oh, let's get my contact info out of the way first. At Brian Aldridge on Gab Parlor Getter. Of course, if you go to Twitter, it's at Boise Whoa. Computer. Uh, I, I've made one, made one tweet so oh. far, and uh, that's about Did it. Did you update biteoftech.com? No, I haven't updated. Oh yet. my god! It's just it's it, it's ridiculous. I gotta make I sure I'm gonna. Really I gotta make sure I'm gonna keep my. Uh, oh yeah, you definitely can't go into WordPress and uh, and just turn the <laughs> turn, wanna, turn the picture back on. I mean, that's just uh, you're talking about hours worth of coding <laughs> that's got to be accomplished for this. I know it might, it's a little bit much to ask at the moment, but uh, some yeah, some someday I will. Uh, I'll post number two <laughs> on there, and we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, but of course, if you want to go and check out our website. You know, there's that's pretty much it this place is still a liberal cesspool hopefully the rotor rotor kicks in soon so uh wasn't what i was expecting but i'll give it to you <laughs> all right well and anyway, if you want to go to our website infectionpodcast.com <laughs> and on the upper right hand side there we have a join our server on discord uh, if you go in there i really encourage you to uh, check out we have a news channel we've got uh, a lot of ARC servers going. Uh, that community has been pretty active. People logged into that all the time. So if you're interested in ARC, uh, come check it out. Now, we only host PC. So if you're playing on a console, I don't think there's a way for them to cross those over yet. But uh, more than welcome to join if you play on PC. If you want to watch the video form of the podcast, you can do that through Twitch, uh, BitChute, DLive, and uh, YouTube. Those are on the upper right. And we have the audio-only forms at the lower right. And those are recorded and then uploaded after the uploaded after the fact so if you are going to listen to those i encourage you to jump to the show notes and follow along because we have a links for every single thing that we talk about inside of the episode show notes videos uh, maybe source articles uh, documents a lot of different things you can see and a video and audio player built right into the page uh, and that makes it really easy to use if you want to support us there's a support option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash uh, support and Prime Gaming Subs, Humble One, a lot of ways that people have been sort of uh, supporting the show. We appreciate that very much. Uh-oh. Man, I temporarily have a different... You unplug something? I think I unplugged my uh, MIDI controller. <laughs> oh, so, oh, no. So hopefully so you that doesn't... Scenes. Uh-oh, uh-oh. There we go. Bling. Oh, that was me unplugging. Let me plug it back in. Go ahead. What were you saying? All right. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I was going to say... That I uh, I got a webcam like you had said. Hey, you should just get a webcam for backup because I have my camera taken apart. So got a C nine twenty two X Pro and see the green screen and everything fine for now. And this will that way I don't feel rushed to put this thing back together until I get it uh, heated up and reconnected. Oh, this ought to be interesting. So the MIDI controller is uh, no longer working. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the moving audio up and down is 
not going to be possible, but we will cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. All right. Um, we've got a couple of things going on here in uh, the yeah. gaming sphere. Brian, I want to start off with this story. And, you know, the show's kind of transitioned over the last couple of months to, you know, it's still, we still cover survival gaming, obviously, but there does seem to be a huge kind of uh, need, at least from my vantage point, for just some common sense conversations about video games as a whole. And yep. some of just the very bizarre and weird things that are going on within the gaming industry right now. And one of those bizarre and weird things that's going on is this huge push for what is called inclusion, but just turns out to be these just very half-baked, half-assed attempts to appease a minority community that is yep. just, to me, seems more of a slap in the face than anything else. And what we're talking about here is an article out just a couple of days ago based on a tweet that was put out by Dead by Daylight, which is a game in which you repair generators and get murdered by serial killers. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Brian, there was not enough um, diversity within that game. So they put out this uh, ridiculous statement earlier in the week, and it says... One of our cornerstones to our vast and diverse community, and this is a new acronym I've never heard, our LGBTQIA2+. I've heard LGBTQIAP+. I've never seen the number yeah. two in there, plus players. We're looking to see what that is. Well, thank you for digging into that for us. Uh, who continue to elevate Dead by Daylight with some of their tireless passion for horror gaming and, of course, horror gaming. The fact that our character roster did not feature any LGBTQIA2 plus representation was something that we that we were determined to change. Upon consulting extensively with the Gamer X organization, which I don't know who that is, who shared their expertise at integrating LGBTQIA2 plus themes into our established games, we felt confident in our chosen direction. Today, we're pleased to confirm that the Dead by Day that Dead by Daylight can officially celebrate the game's first gay character, David King. So, a game that does not depict sex, does not depict sexuality. You run around re repairing generators. Had to consult with the G A Y M E R X organization to mm -hmm. put out a statement that one of their characters is gay. Now, Can you explain I found out what, any of this. Yeah, oh, yes, I, I found what the yeah, go ahead. I found out what the two plus is. Sure. So the the two stands for two spirits. Oh, two spirited. So they, this is this is this new thing I've been hearing about this two spirit thing. Yeah. The person who identifies as having both masculine and a feminine spirit. Yes. Because okay. in the Native American, you have your feminine spirit, your masculine spirit, and they want to have uh, it's like a pan Indian yes. umbrella term used for some indigenous North Americans. Uh, to describe native people okay. in their community, uh, fulfill a traditional third gender. I am familiar with this uh, just because I have uh, seen this going on in school systems. So I w did not realize that the. T so what happened to the LGBTQIAP? Wasn't it AP plus? Well, okay. So they they've taken out because P. I think is is that the pansexual? That may have been pansexual. Again, not an expert on. Yeah, <laughs> on this. I assume for some reason they're not they're not. Because usually, it's, yeah, they put the Q, I, and then it's 
QIAP plus. Two plus. Usually they'll add that in there. So, so, but the thing is, pansexual means not limited to sexual choice with regard to a biological sex, gender, or gender identity. That just means you can be anything. Right? Isn't that what so, pan is? I, I don't know. And I don't really care, to be perfectly honest with you. I want to know your so gender opinion. Gender blind. That's what it is. Gotcha. Um, I personally, so, okay, I don't so, think, I, I, yes. personally, I don't think that, I, I think they're making a big deal. If you want to have a gay person in there, make a new character and you could say, all right, he's gay. Make him talk and act and be like whatever a gay person was. But do the people, other people, have they gone and say, all right, I like sleeping with women or I like sleeping dudes. No. Has, have any of them said that for the other characters? No. For any reason? Okay, well, why no. does this one have to? Because those well, other characters have a lot of different things that characterize them, that, 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 but nothing's been put out that, oh, here, you know, we're going to represent this and that and this off of these people. They, they just are that. Like, there's a person who, uh, a black person is there, and there's, there's, there's a couple, there's different cultures, but it's not like we're saying, Hey, this person, you know, there has to be this. Now they do, I'm sure, put posts during Black History Month and things like that. But I think I, I just get tired of of putting in all this stuff like you're just appeasing, you're appeasing, you're appeasing. Here, well, put the, just if you if you truly think that that is how everything should be, then just put the characters in like you would any other character. Treat them normal, and then that way it'll be normal. Quit making acting like it's not normal and treating it differently. That's the part I don't get. Well, and I. And I agree with you completely in a couple of the things that I find just be uh, just so ridiculous about this whole thing um, is you like so you're appeasing the LGBTQIA2 plus community by just retroactively claiming that a player who has been in the game since 2017 is now gay. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. Bring in a character, a new character, give him a backstory or her a backstory or they a backstory, whatever you're going to do, and make that character unique. And that's what they are, because that's what you've done with every single other character. Yes. Why not treat why when you have to treat someone differently because you want them, you know, want to make sure they're included. Well, you're not including them when you treat them differently. Treat them the same. Treat it as if it's not anything different. And that's the thing is nowhere did they they make such a big deal and they're giving away. Um, things rep representing their sexuality as trinkets and you know giveaways in the game, like where's that come from? Uh, that you know what? it's just it's kind of weird to me. So I find a couple of things a little concerning with this. They're using a code called Pride 2022. By the way, Gay Pride Month's already over. Um, so yeah. of course, uh, Dead by Daylight, Behavior Digital, a little late to the party on that. Um, so they're using that for for their coding game. To me, to me. It seems like they are like many other companies, Pepsi, Nike, all these other companies are just going to are just hijacking this group, hijacking this community to make money and to make themselves look like they're this great virtuous group. I mean, all these companies yeah. that you can talk about, they do that happens all the time. It happens with Gay Pride Month. It happens with Black History Month. It happens with everything. It is an opportunity yeah. for them to monetize something and sell it to you. It's got nothing to yeah. do with actually supporting the, any of the groups. And what I find so shocking, Brian, is if you go on the Twitter uh, post of this, that image that I read, and look at the comments, people are being beside themselves with how exciting this is. And I yeah. just don't well, think they the realize that they're getting had by a corporation. 
Dead by Daylight and Behavior Digital doesn't give a shit if you're gay or not. But they're going to be able to market it, and they are. It's their pinned tweet on social media. It's created a bunch of buzz. Guess what, Brian? We're talking about it right now. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, maybe that's their goal. But I, I've seen a lot of kind of mixed reviews. Some people say, hey, uh, you know, why? I'm, they say they're a gay person, and they just, I just think they just don't like how it was done. And especially this kind of a game. You're, it's a game about killing people. Um, you know, and a lot of other people are kind of pointing out the same thing. Hey, why, what does representation matter in that type of a game? I, I think you representing them could be a thing, but don't treat them differently. That's my biggest thing. I just feel like they go beyond the step of including them because there's plenty of games with gay characters. There's plenty of movies with gay characters, plenty of, of tons of things around the world with gay characters. And most of them don't, you know, they just happen to be gay in a movie. They don't make a big deal out of it. Uh, that's the thing I think video games has done very differently and almost everything with this kind of culture online has done differently was where they have said they make almost everything about it to where, you know, there's a whole month, you know, my kids log into a video game and it's just, everything's pride, 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 pride. And well, how do you explain that to them? Okay. Well, you know, how do you explain the whole LGBTQ, PTQ? And that's, you know, part of the fights that are happening now in schools with parents and, this whole thing that we're seeing in video games is coming out and uh, affecting the rest of the world. And the rest of the world is getting really uncomfortable because of the direction it's going. Uh, you know, we've seen it happen to where it, it, it's in your face for a whole month about different things nonstop. Yet, almost all of their areas, no representation. There's representation here, two places, then no representation. And it's just kind of an odd, odd thing. If it's truly, if they're, if, if everyone is equal, show them equally. I mean, that's my big thing. I just, I think it's kind of silly that you treat them as if they're different. They're not. They're, they're people that just, they, you know, feel different things about different things than I do, right? They're, other than that, there's no, there's no difference between them and I, yet you treat it like there is. And I think that's just really weird. Yeah, it it is weird, and it is just the whole situation is odd. It is, if I were a member of this community and I saw how half-assed this was by Dead by Daylight, as you mentioned, Brian, not introducing a yeah. new character, just taking an existing character and just saying, oh, now they're gay. It, to yep. me, it's just a huge slap in the face that, oh, this is all you need to do to appease me and to claim, you know, were this great savior of of the LGBTQI two plus community? It's just it, it it's pathetic, and in a game in which sexuality is not discussed and is not a important not, not to to say it's not even an important part of the game is an understatement, Brian. It is no part of the game. Um, there's no relationships depicted before the tombs existed in the game. There was no backstory on anybody. It was literally just yeah. jumping into the game and they'd make little side comments and that was it. So it to me, it's just very odd. But unfortunately, this is, is becoming more of the norm in these games. This virtue signaling and gaslighting is just out of control. If you're going to do something, just just create a new the next character, the next character you put in, make him gay. Who cares? Yep. But God, to put well, this big whole statement on how you had to work, you had to, Brian, upon consulting extensively with the Gamer X organization, 
which is like a nonprofit who shared their expertise at integrating LGBTQIA2 plus themes. They just changed the guy's sexuality that nobody knew or nobody cared about. What was this extensive yeah. conversation that you had? It's bullshit is what it is. I hate to be so yep. frank about it, but that's precisely what it is. And here, listen to this, because what they do is they, they consult so they can do a sensitivity read. Oh, a sensitivity right. read is a review by a professional with an appropriate background, training, and or extensive personal experience that they use to draw upon when they review projects submitted to them for misrepresentations, bias, uh, racism, or unintentional stereotypes. GamerX staff and or appropriate expert in our network will review material for your project, meet with your team to discuss their, fi your, their findings, and provide a written report for, of our recommendations. This is a service billed by the labor hour so we can better scale the cost to your specific needs. So this is a nonprofit that charges you to go and uh, to tell you how you can represent and and in more in games. They have specific things uh, for nice community management strategies for supporting uh, LGBTQIA players. Um, it just this is this is what they do. They they give presentations on integrating queer themes into games specific grift yeah it's a way for them to make money they, right. they've done it but yeah. there's other organizations that have done the same thing yeah uh, so Ar they Ar Ar and, or whatever her name is but, and it's amazing because doesn't that just go back to exactly what i was talking about it's just these companies and ways for individuals to just capitalize on this and and mm -hmm. and just and just grift off of it it's i mean it's the literal definition of grifting hijacking yep. a community to just profit if you truly cared so much about the lgbtq community why would you charge a company for these services wouldn't you try to make yeah. it available so that everybody could 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 have access to this pivotally important information that saves the world and makes everything better it's just it's 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 disc brian the commercialization of this is very disturbing yeah, well, it's, and it's incredibly it's been very prevalent. I mean, just it, go to but PAX. it's in every community I mean, that's a too. Perfect example. It's perfect example. It, it, correct, it, but it's everything. It's not just LGBTQ rights. It's every sort of different thing that a company can hitch their trailer to and sell pro and profit off of, or act like. I mean, Disney's doing the same garbage right now, where they're acting like they're this big savior of the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Yet you go and look at their movies internationally. And in countries in which homosexuality is illegal to be depicted, guess what, Brian? China, it's edited Middle out. East. It's yep. gone. So you're not a savior well, of the LG. You're just grifting off of it to get a bunch of people on your side, but you're a two-faced liar. And it's just, it's, it's disgusting. If you care about something, Brian, I care about stuff. I do. I put my money where my mouth is. I live it. I'm about it. I do it. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass about it. I'm I'm very clear on where I stand, and I back it up. I do things. I volunteer. I take. I volunteer so much time for causes that I care about politically. Yeah. But I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say I'm this great advocate of this group, and on the backside, I'm taking money from the opposite part. It's just it's it's that would be like me saying I'm this big conservative advocate, which I am, and meanwhile the Democrats are shoveling money into my pockets. Guess what? That's yeah. not happening. But that's exactly what these companies do, and it's. God, it's frustrating. Well, one thing, I don't know if you've seen this, but whenever Disney was making Star Wars and then they would ship it over uh, to Asia, to China, 
to be able to distribute, they would always edit out the black person or they'd make them really small in the picture. You'd have the exact same poster and you'd say, what's the difference between the China poster and the American poster? And it's like the black character in the poster is small or taken out. They'll do that just fine. Uh, as long, you know, because China is such a moneymaker that shows you where the priorities really are with some of these companies is here. They'll do everything because you know what it makes the money here. But when over there, they realize, oh, I'm not going to make money on this. They drop those standards really quick. And that, that really shows that's just how they are. They're going to do whatever they think is, makes them look good in the public eye. Here we go. Here's the perfect example. This is how in China they represent the exact same movie poster. Well, I mean, do you see the difference? I see, you know, they did change. Who is uh, who, who is this character? I've never watched Star Wars. Is that a, is I, I don't a prominent remember. character? These are the newer ones. Oh, yeah, okay. he he is. He, he's. I mean, he's one who was in this this movie pretty gotcha. prevalently. Hmm. So and he is he's yeah. taken from a, a very prominent, the second largest, third largest picture. He's one of the main on the characters American. in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the well, third you can see largest him down there. Picture. He's he's small. Oh yeah. He's, 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 I, I almost didn't even notice him there in the corner. On the on the. Uh, American poster. He's the third largest character on the Chinese poster. He is the smallest character by the looks of it. Well, except besides the kind of exploding, you know, R two D two droids and things like that, the uh, non humans. Yeah, he is so, the, the smallest non human, and that's Disney. Or human. Yeah, that's Disney doing that. You know, the ones who claim all equal rights for everybody and and jump on this and claim that this is what they're all about. Yet when it comes to money in other countries. They drop those standards and they'll be like, oh, you know, equal rights for blacks. Oh, okay, whatever. That goes out the window because money. It's just, it's frustrating because it's two-faced. It's, if it, you it, truly it, backed it, you would, it, you would just live it. It would just be a part of, it wouldn't seem different to you. And exactly, Brian, you hit the nail right in the head. That's what frustrates me so much is they are not live it. They're not about it. It is a money-making scheme for them to rile up support for a company so everybody can jerk them off and say how great and how fantastic they are and oh my god they're such that there's a great advocate of this that and the other and then when push comes to shove they fold like a cheap suit and i think that's what's so frustrating i don't necessarily think that that's dead by daylight specifically but i think it generally wraps up the gaming industry and and the media industry as a whole with, with everything that's yep. going on right now. So a very interesting conversation. It's so prevalent right now. And um, yep. we'll continue to we'll, we'll, we'll continue to follow this stuff because if these companies are going to claim this stuff, they're going to have to back it up more than just changing a character that's been in the game for six years to gay and saying, oh, look at us. Slap Did the it. LGBTQ plus ally bumper sticker on the car. It's just it's 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 laughable, Brian. It really is. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, let's let's move on. Do you? Do you have any preference where we go from here? No, I'm off okay. my high horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, let's talk for a little bit about State of Decay. Sure. Uh, because, you know, this is this is a Microsoft uh, studio, isn't it? State of Decay? That's a good question. Let me look that up while you're talking I think, about it. I, th- I think it that is. that is a Microsoft studio. It is. Um, and there's- it is not public. It is developed by Undead Labs, um, and which is... Uh, became part of Microsoft Studio in 2018, and it is published by Microsoft Studio. So yes, and so they're having kind of a they're having just a little bit of turmoil over there because there's allegations of sexism, bullying, bullying over there, and of course the thing we like to hear about now, bo- burnout. You know, ah, I'm a developer. Yes. I I just got done with a project where I had two weeks plus of of just nonstop hours. 
right? Of just getting something coming up to a timeline, to a deadline, and putting in a lot of hours in those last two weeks to make sure we hit our target. They act like that's unique to the game development industry, and it's not. Sometimes you have a, a, a deadline because of budgets, and you have to hit those deadlines within that that you know that month or whatever it is. And you put in more hours to make sure you hit that so that you don't have to go and ask for a budget increase or an extension or any of this and make yourself look bad. Uh, that's what happens in these companies because they're trying to meet that. Uh, you know, that they, they act like it's such a horrible thing. I understand it's kind of a sucky part of a job, but sometimes it happens, especially with video games where you have a deadline, which is the release date, and you have to have a certain amount done by that date. Uh, they also... Here, let me get rid of a few things here. Here was a quote, let's see, from Phil Spencer, I think. And he says, our responsibility is simple. Do everything possible to ensure that this entire industry is about treating every single person with dignity and respect. That I agree with. You know, that that's the thing oh, is, yeah. is treat everybody with dignity and respect. Uh, you know, and he was talking to a game, a room full of developers. He didn't say you need to treat certain people with dignity and respect more than others, which I see a lot, kind of like what we were just talking about. But if you treat everyone equally, kind of what he's saying, uh, you know, that's where you hit the mark. We fall short of that when we fail to provide a safe and inclusive environment for every person who works in our industry. We fall short when we tolerate abuse, you know, whatever means that can be. We fall short every single time someone feels unwelcome in our industry and our communities. Now, that, I think, I still think that's accurate. I think everyone should feel welcome. I think we sometimes people don't feel welcome because it turns into just kind of a weird, not about the game thing that they're pushing in your face, right? Well, that well, makes think, me feel unwelcome sometimes. And I think that's where, that's where sort of where some of my struggles also show up here, Brian, because again, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with Phil Spencer's comments and I do think everybody should, should feel welcomed. But when you gin up controversy, which is unfortunately a lot of what I see, when you gin yep. something up, get a bunch of blue check marks on Twitter to jump behind your cause and blow it out of proportion, you are you you might be or and this is not always the case. I can't speak to it all of the time, but you might make a situation seem a lot worse than it really is. And that's the case in which there's no solution to the problem, Brian, because maybe the problem didn't exist in the first place. Maybe it's being blown out of proportion. Maybe it's being taken out of context, or maybe it's just, honestly, maybe it's just being made up to push a cause or push something. So it's hard for me to say with a broad brush, yes, every everybody needs to feel welcomed. I think most people, I think, I don't know why an industry wouldn't welcome somebody into it. I think a lot of this stuff is ginned up. I think a lot of it is blown out of proportion for a sensational headline or a woe is me story on Twitter or Reddit or LinkedIn or wherever. I, I just, I don't see it. And obviously I don't work in the gaming industry, but you're telling me that every single company within the gaming industry is this awful, terrible place that has sexism and misogyny and abuse. I just, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't buy that. This is happening all over the world, by the way, too. It's not just U.S. companies. It's happening in yeah. Europe. It's happening everywhere. I just don't buy it. I don't. I haven't well, seen the examples of these awful, terrible things that have happened. And I just refuse well, to want, believe that it's every single game company that's ever existed. And here's Microsoft's response to what they felt was happening at the company. Sure. Here's their changes. Positive changes have included an entirely new leadership team. 
diverse hires in 2021 were 42% female or non-binary, 29% from a racial or ethnic ethnic minority group, and a March uh, uh, you know survey said that 84% of the people were willing to recommend working at that company. Um, so pretty much, wh- who isn't represented there? I, I, exactly, I don't know. Uh, white males. Um, and what they just said is we didn't hire white males for this many positions hmm. because forty yeah, percent females that. are non-binary, and twenty-nine percent are not are not white. Yeah, that's true. Now I bet you that that what really hurt their numbers of the twenty-nine percent were in the forty-two percent females because of the number of white uh, females. Hmm. Uh, but you, but it's I find it incredibly odd that they get down to trying to push these numbers because it doesn't represent the positions that, you know, as far as the representation of that industry, there's not 42% females working in the programming industry. There's just not. Uh, and so you're actually changing your hiring tactics quite a bit. And that's where I have issues. You're not treating, it comes back to my original argument. You're not treating them equally. When you treat them differently, you're not treating them equally. And they keep, I keep hearing treat equally, but where's there the equal treatment? This is not equal treatment in my eyes. It, it seems like it, you're you're being doing very different treatment of everybody. What well, a certain group gets treated one way, and the rest get treated another way, and that's called diversity. I, how is that diversity? That I'm it, the only thing diverse about it is I'm less likely to be able to get hired there. That's the only thing more diverse about it. As, as me, I can you know a person who looks like me can't be hired there as easily. How is that equal treatment? I, that I don't understand. Agreed. Agree completely. So, uh, you know, this has been, I, there's a couple, you know, one was, of course, from Kotaku. We have another article from uh, PC Gamer. Kotaku is the one that broke it, actually. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yes. And so they've also called for unionization across That's the industry. And it's just <laughs> all this stuff. It comes down to the same things. They're trying to get control. Control, control, control. Over what? I don't know. <laughs> It's just kind of a weird, it's just odd, odd to me. The whole way that all works out through the industry. It's just sexuality. Why are you constantly bringing it into video games, even video games that have nothing to do with sexuality? You know, uh, Leisure Suit Larry, that was one definitely about sexuality back in the, what, 90s, 80s? If the the game is, is the point of it, is that, which there's plenty of representation on Steam. There's, go check out, they, they have pages and pages of it during Pride Month. Um, you know, but if the game is about it, then sure, go for it. Put as much representation as you want. But if it's if it's not about sex, why are you putting sex into it? That's what I don't get. No, I, I agreed completely. And and it's a very interesting kind of uh, situation that we're watching um, unfold. And and we will uh, we will keep you up to date on that. Um, Brian, we've yeah. had this in the show notes for the past couple of weeks, and I know it's something that you've wanted to talk about. Spatial OS. Um, yes. Talk about first. Explain what Spatial OS is and what the, what announcement they made just a couple of weeks ago. Okay, so well, how about we start with a quick video because sure. it, we'll, we'll let me preface the video here for a second. But there's a video uh, talk, that says create massive virtual events and social experiences using M squared, and M squared is this new uh, service that. Spatial OS is going to offer. Now, Spatial OS is 
the company that was making the big uh, interfacing of people on, what was the name of that? Uh, Mavericks, I think it was. Yes, Mavericks. Mavericks, Mavericks video game where they're going to have a thousand uh, player uh, you know, PVP experience. This was using servers and, and, and doing it all in the back end and then presenting it to you with here's people that are in your area so you didn't have to try to filter all this on your client side. Yeah. Uh, now, they've been continuing to work on this. You haven't seen a lot of games. There have been a few games that have come out with this. Unreal Engine also is really working on implementing a lot of this massive player stuff. But th- it seems like they've disappeared for a while, and now they've raised $150 million to establish Ew. this M2, <laughs> a metaverse network and ecosystem powered by their Morpheus technology. So let's go and play this. It's a short little clip, but it kind of it'll show you a little bit of what I'm talking about. Now, you're probably all wondering, what is this? This is an experimental community space where we can bring players together at massive scale. I I can't get over this chat. Look at my frame rate, man. There's 1,500 player models being rendered now. Look at what's going on and how well this game is running right now. Oh, look at that! What? Three, two... One and go. This is so cooler than any event I've done. Now I happen to know that we've got some streamers running around here. Back in TV. Oh no, that's me. Come to me right now. Oh no. And everyone else get off the lake. I'm gonna spawn something. I wonder what's gonna happen. This is cool as hell. I think they're ready. I think they're ready and they're prepared. There's so many of you. Give us a giant love heart, Alexa. Sure. So this is all kind of aiming towards that meta, the metaverse <laughs> thing, right? Virtual no. concerts, having having it to where you can have thousands of people virtually show up to something, be screaming in the audience, running around like nut jobs, you know, pretty much all the normal thing that you do on the internet, right? This that's what this is bringing to you, and it's, it's M squared is the new technology. I should have watched this video beforehand. I didn't. Actually, I could have formed my thoughts better. Um, there's a couple of things to, 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 that I immediately took away from this. This is another yeah. pro. This is the the problem with this, and this is, I guess, and I got. I hate the term metaverse, Brian, but the metaverse as a whole. This only mm-hmm. works because there was 1,500 people in here. When there's eight people yeah. in here, like what will happen six weeks after it launches? Uh, it will be useless. Um, yeah. And I think that's the big concern with this stuff, but it's unfortunately part of what they're trying to create. It only works with large user bases. To me, yep. it, so this is this is an open world... Saint. Is this the technology or are they building the game? No, no, the technology that you can implement into your game to be into able to your do game. this. So, who is, so the question is, what game exists now 
that can implement this in because you can't start a game using this and build it. You have to have okay, a game so- like Fortnite or like something else and bring this technology in to expand, right? Well, most of the games that have implemented this have ended up closing. Um, oh, what a surprise. Partially, and I'll tell, I'll tell you why I think so. Here, let's, let's say which some of those are. Worlds Adrift. We talked about that. That was a game that was out. Some people played it um, in 2019. Sure. It shuttered. Uh, there was some a game called... Some people played it. That was mean. I mean, I knew some people that played it. Not a lot of people played it. Uh, NetEase is a... Let's see. VR Worlds RPG No Stos is one. Worlds Adrift. Let's see. Looking at their charts, their all-time high player count for all for forever. The highest amount of people that ever played the game was two thousand five fifty-seven. Yes, it never got as big as they were hoping. And the problem with that is they use like AWS for the back end, and mm. so. You're renting AWS space where Spatial is actually running and spinning up all the servers and doing all that for you, and you pay them a fee for your server. It, it's not very uh, cost friendly very, at all. They have to host everything. I think this is why they probably won't be the ones in the end to do it. This is nice for a little company that doesn't have the infrastructure to be able to do this and doesn't have the money to do it. It's going to be expensive. That's why a lot of them will run for a certain period of time. They don't get the player base they want. And they're like, oh, this is costing us too much every month to be able to host these. Uh, and so they end up shuttering the games. Uh, you know, there's plenty of, of, of these spatialist games that have ended up kind of being going away just because I don't think they want to pay these over time because there's no cheap way to do it. You can't host it yourself. This is where I think in, uh, Unreal is probably going to come out or Epic's going to come out, I think, with something that's going to be more like this, maybe a, a self-hosted or something that you can, you know, self-hosted would be hard, but the technology to be able to do it in Unreal Engine, because I don't see Spatial doing it. You know, they've been kind of being frontier, you know, getting getting this stuff started, but no real company, big game seems to be using them that well, I've seen. Well, and I think, well, yeah, and, and there might be a couple of reasons for that, and I don't know to be, I, I'm not, immediately sure what the reasons are or aren't but it seems it seems to me that a majority of the games that do use this technology and and again i've lamented this over and over again brian you can't build a game that requires a large player base from day one because that never will happen or it might yeah. happen one it's in a million times not expecting it end up being the big ones yeah like Fortnite, which was not built to have hundreds of thousands of players like it does right now now obviously yeah. you can you know, it seems like to me for this technology to work and spatial os has been out for years now and we saw them back at or saw part of the technology mm-hmm. back at pax in you know, 2017 yep. or whatever it was that we went um is you need either a sequel of a game to come out using this technology so it already has a name recognition name player id base. player base yeah. or a an update to a game or a new uh sub uh game that that has this technology available something it's it's got to be it yeah. can't be a new startup that just to me does not seem feasible yeah and and i think with this i, I understand what they're doing because you got to think with a thousand people on an internet connection 
having them all separately send you their position requests and what they're doing, uh, that is going to lag everybody out. So everybody reports to one master server and then that server gives you, you know, and it updates itself really, you know, in, in real time to say, here's where everybody's at. And it gives you a snapshot and you're just getting a picture of where everybody's at every second so that mm -hmm. it's consistent and smooth. Uh, I assume that's how this is working. I mean, it's, it's got to be it's doing something in in that line of thinking. That's what you have to do. Uh, this is where cloud gaming is going to really fix this problem, you know, because they can run something on their back end. They don't need to worry about sending it to you. All they have to do is send you the video of it happening. I think the cloud gaming is going to be what replaces these um, to where you're not even getting all the connections to your computer. You're just getting a video of it because I think this is never going to work out the way they want, especially when they see that uh, it's going to take quite a bit of video of bandwidth for most connections to be able to send the amount of data for the thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of information that every second or more that you have to send to that client to make it seem smooth, like the movements are smooth, or you're guessing what they're doing. So they're going into a dance move and then you're signaling when, it, when that dance move stops, you know, it's not real time. They can't be having real time with all these people. So that's why it all kind of looks like everybody's kind of jumping around and dancing and not really moving, moving smoothly in the video. We're a little ways off, but once they get to where like using cloud and it's on a local network and they can connect directly to the servers and present that to you, I think that's when you're going to have a thousand people in one instance and it's going to feel smooth. Not with this stuff. I think it's always going to feel janky, which that video, though there's a lot of people, it still looks janky compared to what you would expect uh, a thousand people in real time to be moving around looking like. But well, look, I think it just most people are not even moving. Most of them are standing there. Yeah. There's a couple well, moving in the crowds to make it look like they're really moving. Because it's a video game. And that's this is what just kind of what happens. You jump into a lobby and you just couple you just yeah. constantly spam the space bar. I mean, it happens it's happened in every game for twenty years. Um I, I think again, I think the technology is cool. I think that the, the the demo is neat by you know by no stretch of the imagination am I trying to say it's not it's not cool um I just don't see I, I Brian I, I still do not don't see the use case I still you know with metaverse and all this other stuff it seems like a solution trying to find a problem and I don't see I, th the I think problem virtual yet. concerts are going to be it I think virtual concerts and things like that are where it's going to be at and I think now that COVID is not having as many restrictions, I think they kind of are right behind the mark. I think they were thinking, oh, everybody's going to want to continue doing all these virtual concerts. Well, no, actually, people want to go out and see the person live in person. You know, that's what people really want. Yeah, and but, we found that out. Well, I think you're right. But again, I think that, that, that brings up the same question. Would you rather go to a concert or sit at home and watch it on television? Because that's essentially what you're going to be doing. Yes, you might be able to walk around the world, but you're still going to be sitting in front of a computer or having a laptop on your, you know, on your lap to watch something like this take place. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I, I'm not sure that there's a big market there for that. Okay. Well, let's, um, I think I, I put them in here. There was, okay. I don't know if I have them on here, but there were some glasses that you can wear. And I've been seeing a lot of things with these VR, uh, you know, goggles. And, uh, I think, Facebook is getting ready to release one now, for the metaverse here. Now, soon. hold on. I want to stop you. When you say VR goggles, yeah. are you talking about, um, are you talking about something that hooks up to a computer or something that just is running independent by itself? 
Um, what there? Well, the the ones I was looking at, you could connect into like a phone or something. You could connect into a device. Okay. Th- there's the ones that go- that Facebook is making, but then I saw some that look just like glasses, and they're kind of made for the switch. You could plug it into the switch, and they they look like normal uh, sunglasses, but it gives you a video screen. That's the kind of stuff that I see being more realistic. Something that you can kind of put away. And you, uh, while you're out, maybe on the subway or something, you can put them on, watch a movie, play a game, do something. And then when you're done, you put them in your pocket, you put them on your head and you keep walking. That's the kind of thing that I think is going to make it to where this makes sense. You can jump into something, you can watch it, um, have that feeling. I, I, sh- I wish I would have, I didn't put the link in here because I didn't think we we're going to transition to this. But I, I think that, that that would make it to where People aren't going to put on these big goggles and walk around their houses. They need something that when they're doing something, you talk to their kids, they can flip it up or they can partially see through, but then is enough when you change your focus that you can see that screen. And that's what it looked like from the video that I saw. I can, and I can tell you this, we are nowhere near that um, right now. Uh, I mean, now for the select few, we might be, but I think what, one of the big things that I'm struggling with when it comes to VR, um, is the broad use case the broad adoption for it right you're talking about a virtual concert are you talking about just sitting in front of a computer screen and watching it because the amount of people that have vr headsets that are wanting gonna want to go to a concert i now yes there are tens of there are hundreds of thousands of them out there don't get me wrong but you're talking about a very small pool of people that are available to, to, that are even interested. Yeah. That, oh, excuse me. There's a very small pool of people overall that even have the ability to do whatever is being requested. Then inside yeah. of that already small pool, you have an even smaller subset that actually cares about or is even interested yeah. in something like that. So that's where I still am very frustrated and confused at this whole term metaverse and, and, and some of this other stuff because... Are you just talking about an open world game? Because you've had games like Half Life for, or game you know games like Gary's Mod and Half Life for years. Yep. You've had these open world games. Yeah. You've had MMOs. You've had World of Warcraft for twenty five years now. You've had Dota yeah. for twenty years now. You've had EverQuest for twenty plus years now. These games all offer this open world massive. I mean, it's literally in the name, massive multiplayer online. These are not new concepts. Is it just maybe no. being rebranded? Because it's well, the no, same damn thing. The thing is, but there's a lot of, of separation that's happening for those maps to work. You're only having cares? 30, 40, 50, 100. What they're wanting is to have you be in the same place and be able to see the effects of 1,000 people. But, Let's say but, but why? some explosion for what purpose, that happens though? in the distance. That's, uh, what, that's, that's what I'm, that's that's what what I'm struggling they with. They captured. And that's where I'm struggling is, yes, I understand Like in, I understand World of Warcraft segments their players out and there's literally not 100,000 people in the world at the same time. But who cares? The goal is not to yep. see 100,000 people. The goal is to play the game or accomplish whatever the goal is. And I'm not sure that you need 1,000 people rendered in at the same time to accomplish the goal. I, I, don't, I feel like maybe I'm just missing the key part of this, well, Brian. I don't know. And I think... I think this has been their problem is they're coming at the pro at the problem the wrong way rather than having a game that needs a thousand players. Uh, I mean the game that a great shot put out could have Atlas. Um, you know, that that's a use case that would have been where they could have had a full map 
and only had one server for it, right? That would have yeah. made sense. But I, I think most of them, they're trying to come up with a solution before the problem exists. They don't have the game that needs a thousand people in it at this moment, but you know what? They're sure going to build it. Uh, and every time they try, they realize, well, it's tough to make a game that you can get a thousand people to log in at any one moment on consistently and all have them in the same place. Uh, it's very difficult. We look at H1Z1 back in the day. Remember when we went and we were going off about how they couldn't fill a lobby in America? I was talking yeah. with my wife about it a, a couple days ago. I was like, they're hit a point with H1Z1 where they could not fill a lobby during peak hours in the United States. That's, oh, yeah. And that was one that they were promoting and talking like it was a AAA game. Couldn't fill a lobby. I think that there's a lot less players, on average, playing most video games than people realize because people switch to what they think is cool at the moment. From one game to the next. One game will have tons of people, but guess what? A month and a half later, that thing's empty. You get locked into one of these things that have a thousand plus, you know, 10,000 players and you got a hundred people. Okay, right. <laughs> what was the point? Because that's it's, where most of these games end up. It's like, and uh, I can only equate this back to Minecraft. And I know, I know, but there were at, at a, at a point, and this is probably back, this is probably a decade ago at this point. And Brian, I don't know how, how much of a Minecrafter you were. But there was these servers that you would join. And then once you joined into the server, you were kind of dropped into this lobby. And from there, you would pick a whole bunch of mini games or different things that you mm -hmm. want to do. You could go to the PvP server. You could go to the faction server. You could go to the sandbox. And you would connect to the server and then go to one of those sub-servers sub that would allow you to play a certain game mode. It seems like, and, and, and I'm just pulling this off the top of my head, it seems like you need... A, a metaverse launcher that you jump into and then it's you can play Fortnite or you can play uh battlegrounds or you can play yeah, apex or you lobby. can play this it, it, it seems like that's what you need because other than that you're talking about a such a an ebb and flow player group you're never going to have the active players you need it's like you literally need all of these companies to get together and say Here's our video game lobby software, and you can go chat yeah. in the lobby, meet up with people. Then you and the people you're talking to just jump into the portal, and it takes you to it to whatever Fortnite. app that you're wanting it, to it's, use. Yeah, maybe that's the solution. I don't know, but I just don't see people want any to have them around. Case. That's it. They just want to have a lot of people around. They don't want to be interacting with them, but they just want to know that there's a lot of people in the world so that they know what they're doing is popular and accepted in in pop culture, <sighs> and they can move on. And and. Right, you're right. I think what it'll end up being is kind of like what the internet. If you look at what the internet started out as, because before you would go to bulletin boards, you would connect to one system and then you would interact with that system. Now, some of them you may be able to send a message between the different systems, but you would connect to one system. Uh, then the internet came along. And it's like, okay, well, I connect to a general lobby and then I can use that to connect to which, uh, whatever individual place I want to from that lobby. That's what the internet is. Um, so for me, I went through that transition of what we feel like video games are right now to then opening up and being like, okay, well, now I'm going to connect to this internet. Oh, and there's MSN chat. Okay, well, is that, what server is that on? Well, there's not a server, you know, it's just on the internet. I think that's what it's going to be. They've got to be where the metaverse, as you say, is not, hey, we're going to launch this game and it's the metaverse. The metaverse is where <laughs> yeah. you go to launch everything that you want to do, regardless of what that thing is. Yeah, and again, that's just that's my 
primitive brain trying to figure out the use case for this because I just I don't yeah. see it yet. And and it, and it's frustrating for me because I obviously I'm not as well connected as 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 every as everybody is. I think though yeah. overall I'm, I I think I understand the concepts and I'm well connected well more well connected than most people to it. And the fact that I yeah. can't wrap my head around it, Brian, I think so many other people are also in the same boat. And it's it's got to be frustrating because you hear it's the same crap that goes on with NFTs and everything else right now and blockchain. Yeah. It's just it, it's so much of it is snake oil and smoke screens that it's so hard. Yeah. Hey, here's our metaverse game. There's 500 people on a server. I, I yeah. refuse to understand how in the hell that is any different from a couple of distributed servers that also have 500 people on. I, I just, I, I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't understand. Yeah. And I think that that's where they are trying to create a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. You know, you sure you could make one of these, but they've got to come up with a real use case. And I don't, I feel like they haven't come up with that use case yet because they keep trying and everything fails. And I think that still even Facebook, them trying to create a metaverse is such a generic idea that I think they're trying to come up with what is a metaverse. Because I don't think they even know what a metaverse is yet. And I don't think anybody knows. Because just like the internet, how could they have guessed what this would have turned into? No, no not The internet is, is just insane compared to what it was. I remember connecting the internet. I remember, I remember the day I heard about the internet for the first time. I, I think I was about 14 or 15, if I remember correctly. That was the first day I ever heard about the internet. And it was some old person saying, I connected the internet. It's so cool. You should try it. Okay. And so I did, I, you know, my, we, my parents got internet and started using it. It went from, I don't even know what this thing is to now look at what it is. Say it is about everything you do. My doorbell, um, you know, my lights in front of my house, my, my, my watch, everything that I do now revolves about around something that I remember the first day I ever heard about it in my life. And I think that for this, there's still, you know, it, it's that, oh, there's this internet thing, but they haven't fully figured out what it is. Like kind of like back then people were chatting on it, sharing illegal things and just, you know, mostly doing horrible things on the internet. And I'm sure there's a lot of horrible things happening, but look at all the business and everything else and, and commerce and everything else that is now. You couldn't have built the solution before the problem came up with the internet. You just made it. You made some things to kind of start it. And then it grew into something. I feel like they're trying to create that. Here's what the internet's going to be, okay, in the metaverse. You don't know what the metaverse is, just like you don't know what the internet was going to be. Nobody knew what the internet was going to be. Quit trying to say what it's going to be. Just start creating things that are cool and new and different that take advantage of something that we've never had access to and let people get in there and let them make it because that's what made the internet so big is people making things on the internet. And if you don't give people to be the ability to make things in the metaverse, it's going to be nothing because you can never get anything big enough to entertain mm. millions of people. Yeah. Honestly, what are you going to do in there? It's got to be like you said, launch places, things to go and do things that people have made or do other things. One company's not going to make something to entertain all these people and have them consider it the metaverse. Bingo. And that's where I want to wrap up so. that conversation. Good, good stuff, Brian. I really, right. I, I, I really like this stuff. I think that it's, it's very interesting. And unlike, at least for me, you were, you were part of this during the internet. Unlike the internet for me, this is unfolding all in real time right in front of me. And it's very interesting to watch. Yeah. And 
it, we'll see. We'll see where this goes because I think a year from now, I don't know that we'll have an answer to what the metaverse even means. <laughs> no, I don't think. I think I'm we're still I think not I'll be sure. in the same spot. <laughs> Um, hey, let's talk about one more thing because it's Twitch related. Yeah. Uh, are you right with that before we roll on here? Because we're coming sure. pretty close to our time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Twitch is making some changes. And sure. uh, for, for our Twitch audience, they, of course, t- according to PC Gamer, Twitch is reportedly looking at ways to make itself worse. So what they're going to be doing is increasing their ads um, and kind of cutting down their revenue rates that they're offering people for them, which I would assume this is kind of economy. Probably also uh, I, a lot of these companies aren't doing so well, uh, especially the ones that have gone kind of nuts in politics and things. A lot of them aren't doing so well right now. Uh, and I think that a lot of people are having to cut back when your food's twice as expensive. Are you going to keep your Twitch su- uh, subscription to people or are you going to feed yourself or your family? Uh, I, you know, I'm going to feed myself or my family before I keep a, tri- a Twitch subscription up. And I think that's really hurting them to where now they're having to figure out how can we make monies around this? Let's up the ads because people aren't voluntarily giving more money. Let's get uh, ad money. Well, so and I think that they might have gotten themselves into think of it like a sports team. They've gotten themselves into a lot of contracts that at one point were very lucrative. Right when these streamers were pulling forty, fifty, sixty thousand concurrent viewers, you could justify paying these streamers millions of dollars. And now they're locked into these very odd contracts and these player, these streamers are now pulling 10,000 streamers. They're not generating the ad revenue on the back end. They're not getting the cut from the bits and the subscriptions like they were. So now this contract, it's like same thing with, as I mentioned with a sports team, a baseball player at 25 is going to perform really well at 35, probably not performing as well, Brian. And if it's the same contract, Well, you're gonna prob- you're probably getting less of a return on investment, and it becomes less lucrative. Yep. And I think that's probably what's kicking Twitch's ass more than anything else is these deals for these large content creators, which they say is it says among the options being considered is a pay cut for its highest paid partners because the deals that they're in yep. they can't justify anymore. They don't make sense. Yeah, so they're going from a seventy percent revenue cut that for their well, highest might paid be. partners. They might be. Well, this is this is what they're considering. Sorry, yeah. this is this is a report that came out that they're discussing yeah. this internally. Uh, they're looking at going from a seventy percent to a fifty percent rate for ads um, to the people that are the highest paid. So you know, the more viewers you have, they give you a little bit better of a well, rate. And and that um, makes sense because if you've got sixty thousand, if you have fifty thousand subscribers to your channel and Twitch can take seventy percent, it's great. If you only have ten thousand. And you take seventy percent. Twitch is is getting their ass kicked, and and they're not they're they're well, making pennies on the dollar with this. So they need to cut down the rate when the when the subscriber count dips. It's a monetization yep. of scale that Twitch is working. Yep. And the same thing is they're looking at introducing various tiers for the different rates and requirements. So people that aren't really bringing a lot of people, you know, they're they're going to put much higher rates on them and things like that. So. That, that, I, I, that shows me that Twitch is struggling, uh, whether it be at because it's hard when Twitch worked when everybody had a Prime account or when everybody had a lot of money to be able to toss six dollars here and there, twelve dollars here and there. Uh, they tried the bits. I just think that a lot of this just hasn't hasn't been working. You know, they've gotten a lot of bad press with their music take takedowns and things. 
Uh, there's a lot of negative stuff that happens on Twitch. No, I mean, with the, with the variety streamers, especially that brings them a lot of negative news. I just think that they're in a point where they're, they're trying to figure out how to keep it profitable hmm. because there's a lot going on here that there's not always money. I mean, look at the rates. If someone comes in that has, you know, YouTube has been pulling a lot of people away because they have a little bit more freedom of speech there. Right. And they have a little bit better rates and ways that you can monetize that are outside of Amazon prime. Amazon prime works well for in country usually, but when you leave to places that don't have Amazon prime, you know, this whole system kind of falls apart. Yeah. And then people are just giving money where the half the time the streamer gets half of the money anyways. And half of it goes to the, the platform. Almost anywhere can come in and beat that rate. I think Amazon's going to be in a very sticky situation because they're no longer, I think, truly king of the space. I think YouTube's come in and, and done a pretty good job of getting a lot of the streamers to move over there full time and be very happy about it. And they're still making money. And they're not, I, I feel they get the people on subscriptions. Over there, it's a subscription. And once yeah. they get you on there once, usually people keep it. On Twitch, they don't. They come in and they get them with the one times. And I think that that's, that's really hurt them in the end. It worked for a little bit, but I think the streamers want that consistency. Yeah, it, it did work for a little bit when things were going really great and, and, and Twitch was, you know, really kind. Twitch was the place to be on the Internet. I, th I think it absolutely yep. did work. And, and just it seems and this is this is not a downfall of, of Twitch as much as it's just the ebbs and the flows of, of the Internet. Brian, yep. I mean, you just yep. websites exist and then and then they don't. Um, and this is no different than anything else that's that that, that, that yeah. goes on with this so uh so yeah it's it's very interesting to see and um we will uh continue to follow it very good well uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to cover mind if i give my contact info no absolutely go ahead all right well, if you want to find me at brian aldridge on gab parlor getter and, and the rest except for twitter which is at boise computer feel free to follow me and, and tweet me something uh, i don't tweet really anything uh, but also, you can go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, where on the right-hand side, if you say join our server on Discord, uh, you can go there. We've got a news channel. If there's a topic you think we should be covering that we're not, you can jump in there. Uh, we also have a politics channel, a lot of ARC servers, I think 10 ARC servers running at any one time, and uh, just a, 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 lot of, uh, a lot of people that are really enjoying those. So if you are into ARC or looking to get into ARC, come check out our servers and see if it's something you'd enjoy. Uh, if you want to catch the video forms of the podcast, you can get that through uh, YouTube, BitChute, Twitch, uh, DLive. And then the audio ones are at the very lower right-hand side. Uh, whatever device platform you want to use, lots of options for that. But those are recorded and uploaded after the podcast is done. So no live with that. If you are going to be listening, I encourage you to jump to the episode show notes where we have links and everything that we discuss is all right there. There's a nice video and audio player built into that page. And that way, while you're hearing what we're talking about, you can also maybe pull up the video. You can pull up the article we're referencing just to help you get more informed about the topic. If you want to support us, up there's a support tab on the menu or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support where Prime Gaming subs, Humble Bundle, Amazon Prime, uh, subscribe. So there are a lot of ways that you can do that. And I encourage you to. So, and that's it for me. Absolutely. Brian, thank you so much as always. It is yeah. greatly appreciated. And we will see you coming up here uh, next Tuesday. Um, 
See you there. And we will have a bit of a scheduling thing going on in a couple of weeks for some political stuff, but okay. uh, we'll discuss all of that next week. So, Brian, thank you very much. It yeah. is greatly yep. appreciated. Alrighty, folks. Well, if you want to uh, check out my daily political antics, you can visit my website, nickcraig.com, or download the Wilmington's Morning News podcast wherever you may find it on your various podcast platforms. You can also follow me on Twitter as well over at Nicholas M. Craig. All right. If you missed any portion of today's program, you can check out show notes and videos. Maybe you want to watch 1,500 people running around in a circle. You can do that over on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.